Jump shot. It's good. Zach does it again. Three-point game. They've got to go for three now. No choice. Conley for three. Your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, the Tuesday edition of the show. As always, we have Amari Sankofa from The Athletic on our show to join us and talk about Grizzlies basketball. I'm your host, Mark King. As always, Amari, what's going on, man? Man, it's going pretty good. Uh, uh, Grizzlies seem to be playing a little bit better than uh, this time last year, so uh, hopefully, you know, this this will be a little bit more of a uh, energetic vibe, and we can talk about some good things this time. I know everybody likes that. Yeah, I, I well, you know, it's it's funny that you say that the kind of where they're at. I had because I think I put them at twenty one or twenty two wins on the season, um, and so I think my projection is going to be a little off um, for this season. <laughs> I think everybody's projection is probably going to be a little off as well, but especially mine. I want to start out. I want to get your, you know, I want to talk about Kobe Bryant a little bit just because we haven't had a chance to talk about it. And I did a show uh, the first segment yesterday and talked a little bit about it as well. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he is a guy that, you know, you have obviously uh, spent a lot of time, not necessarily covering, but looking up to you're a younger guy. I, I personally, um, spent a lot of time looking up to him as it's just as a player. I'm not going to pretend like Kobe and I knew each other, not pretend like we were best friends, but, um, you know, to pretend like, you know, he didn't have an impact, uh, you know, upon millions of people in this world, I think is, I think it's short sighted, even if you didn't know him personally. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I grew up, but, you know, obviously, as everybody knows, uh, in Detroit, and I was a big Pistons fan, uh, back there. Uh, Bill, Bill Wallace, Rick Hamilton years, and they had a lot of battles with Kobe. Uh, of course, they defeated Kobe and Shaq in the uh, 2004 NBA Finals. Uh, you know, uh, people called it the five the five game sweep, and that's kind of just how my fandom really got going when I was a kid. Uh, you know, you, you grew up in Detroit. Uh, I think the Lakers, Kobe had uh, fans everywhere, and. Uh, yeah, you know, if you if if you like Kobe, you probably weren't watching the Pistons much. And if you were a big Pistons fan, then you hated Kobe back then. And I would debate with my friends, you know, just basketball and whatnot. And Kobe was a big part of that. And uh, of course, for him to you know continue and progress on through his career, uh, Pistons fell off right when Kobe got uh, rings four and five in two thousand nine and two thousand and ten. And as the years go on you you grow that appreciation for his game you know especially as I got older uh you know became a, a teenager and then you go into college and uh you begin to see the game differently and you begin to appreciate players for different reasons the kind of who they are 
and especially these last few years to see him transition uh, post-basketball and to being a father, dabbling with media and everything else. Um, you know, it was cool to kind of watch his progression as a, a, a person, but also, you know, just me being a basketball fan, as with many relationships with players, change of sign goes on as well. So I think today is really the first day where it's kind of felt real that Kobe's gone. Uh, it's been a surreal couple of days. And, uh, you know, it's just it's crazy, obviously. You know, it's probably one of the craziest things that's ever happened in sports, period. Uh, but, you know, yeah, at it, the same it's time, definitely... you look back and it's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a it is a weird situation. I I think it's probably one of the people that has you know every, every time I get on like Facebook and I or social media, especially probably Facebook more than Twitter. But every time I get on social media, I, I always I see some other like you know acquaintance that I'm friends with on on Facebook telling a story about how they met Kobe one time, and he was like that just you know like every time. You think, oh, like he's just a guy, you know that that is yes, inspired millions and have and and but you also see that, you know, he's a guy that has touched so many people just by one or two interactions, which I think is is I think kind of got, got lost on me just because you look at him as a as a as a famous basketball player and a superstar, you know, but he is he is a human, he is a guy that that is still a dad and a father, and so. um yeah, that's probably what what uh, what got me the, the the most is is you know his daughters and you know I, I have three kids I have two daughters um, but you know I couldn't you know I couldn't imagine being in that situation uh, as Vanessa is and and now having to try to figure out life without without that other person so um, I, I think that and I told I said this yesterday I think people I think people <clears throat> treat basketball and athletes in a certain way where they don't they don't like, I guess, put two to like translate that these guys are just guys. Like we, we talk to them on a, on a, on a nightly basis after the games and, and a practice and like that. So you and I understand a little bit better because we will have conversations about Netflix or whatever, but most people don't get that. And so I think people don't, I guess, translate that these guys are just human beings at the end of the day. No, they don't. You know, you, you, you see athletes as the larger than life figures and uh like once you begin covering the league you know you, you hear <laughs> the conversations they have in the locker rooms and, uh you get to know them as people rather than just as basketball players uh you really do see that i mean you know they really are just just guys you know except they're you know usually taller than six feet and you know extremely athletic <laughs> but uh you know but they talk about you know netflix shows they they play video games. I, when I was talking to the uh, SD Note about, you know, I love for Apex Desert a few weeks back. And, right. Uh, you know, that definitely goes back to Kobe. Uh, I was reading a story by Zach Lowe this morning, and he was writing about uh, basically the crossroads between Kobe, the, uh, you know, the person who was hoping to launch a career in, in, in media, uh, you know, uh, compared to Kobe, the basketball player. And he was talking about how he, uh, watched basketball with Kobe a few years back and they were just drinking beer and breaking out a game. And uh, the stuff like that that I think kinda kinda hits that home, right? That, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I guess we're like united through this shared love of basketball. Uh, even, even if obviously you can't dunk on people and uh, have Kobe's mid range games. <laughs> I mean, you know, like it's it's a bit of a different level there. But uh but that's definitely what it's about though. Yeah, it's um I, I think the one of the 
craziest stories or videos because uh, you see all this stuff come out obviously after the fact and um you know what that the one video of him <clears throat> talking with Gigi on the sideline was i guess one people you know three months ago were like oh my gosh mama never stops and now it's like wow i can't believe you know now it's such a sweet moment but i think one of the video craziest videos i saw was is him explaining why he owned a helicopter um and I, i'm sure people have seen that but you know it, it was if you haven't it was him explaining why he decided to start using a helicopter in the first place was because it would take so long for him to drive to Staples Center back. He was started taking a helicopter so they could get back in time to pick up his kids in the car rider line. Like just being able to have 20 more minutes with them a day was all he really cared about, which I thought was, was, was just kind of crazy and, and sweet. Um, but nonetheless, it is a, it is a, is kind of a, it's a terrible story. It sucks. And and again, I, I I feel for those people having to try to move on without their significant other kids because it's um I couldn't imagine it. I, I don't even know how uh how I would even begin to process that. So uh let's take for a quick sure. break. Let's take a quick break. Let's um let's come back. Let's talk about Josh Jackson. Let's talk about Grayson Allen and all things Grizzlies coming up in the next couple segments. Welcome back to the show. Talk with Amari Sankofa like we do always every single Tuesday about the Grizzlies. Um, I, I know that we're not obviously not a Lakers podcast, but I felt it was necessary for us to continue to talk about Kobe Bryant and, the, and kind of the legacy that he he continues to uh, to leave and, and uh, I guess in all of us and in all kinds of different ways. So, But let's get to the Grizzlies. Uh, let's talk about uh, the news that came out yesterday. Grayson Allen, let's start with him. Hip injury out indefinitely. Um, do you know, have you heard anything else besides hip injury out indefinitely, the same press release that we got? Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, I, I haven't heard much else beyond the release at this point, but he is out indefinitely with the die injury. And it's tough because he's been playing well this season. Uh, he had a bit of a rough start, but uh, I forget the exact numbers, but I tweeted yesterday that since November 25th, uh, he, he'd been shooting around uh, 40% from three, almost 50% from the field, uh, 87 at the line. And uh, he's been giving them good minutes as that second or third uh, backup shooting guard off, off the uh, bench, uh, depending on the lineup and the Dylan Brooks playing the toward the three. Uh, so it just sucks for him. Uh, he's been playing well, and uh, this is the third time he's gotten hurt this year. He's already missed 16 games. And now it looks like he's going to miss an extended period of time again because of this uh, die injury. Yeah, it's um, it, it's it's it sucks for a guy that I, I thought was on that in that stretch there had a really good stretch of games and was playing really really well. Um, but I, I think that you, we've seen enough of Grayson Allen to know that, um, you know he's not they're not necessarily going to trade him away. But obviously, if he's in a package and that, that they need Grayson Allen to make that thing work, they might they might do that. But in terms of just can he play in this league? You know, I think we've seen enough to know that. I think that you can give him a much longer look in, in terms of giving him more minutes because he, I think he's proven that he has a shot to make it as a role player in this league. So I think in terms of that, that that's good for him in terms of this, his, his, his real sophomore season and what he's done. Um, and then we get another press release right after that yesterday from Josh, or for, from about Josh Jackson, uh, right after the Grace and Allen thing that they've been, they recalled, or I guess called up. I don't know if they ever really, had him and then recalled him, however you that language, but they recalled Josh Jackson from the hustle. Obviously those two, those two things are connected. No. Yeah, they are. Um, it was 
pretty timely for the front office to now call up Josh Jackson, given that Grayson Allen's injury opens up a pretty clear uh, rotation spot for Josh. Uh, we talked about on this show how the Grizzlies kind of had a, a log jam at, at, at the wing, uh, obviously with, with Kyle and uh, Jay uh, getting minutes at the uh, three as, as well, and occasionally Dylan Brooks there as well. So uh, with Grayson Allen out, uh, Josh uh, has a pretty quick, clear path, uh, you know, whether that's 15 minutes a game, 10, whatever it may be. Uh, it's up to Taylor Jenkins to figure out exactly how to use him and uh, how big his role will be. But uh, I think it's safe to assume that he will he will have some sort of, of a playing role. Uh, he'll be available tonight against the Nuggets. And certainly, uh, I'm, you know, like Josh looks like a guy who can play. Uh, he's been crushing the G League all season. And uh, the Grizzlies could certainly use his athleticism and hopefully – uh, his uh, shooting translates as well. But Do you think he actually gets minutes tonight? We'll we'll, we'll see. You know, it's, it's it's up to uh, it's up to Taylor Jenkins to figure out how how to use him. But if he just right. slots right into the Grayson Allen role, then he should get minutes because Grayson Allen has been in the rotation. Right. I mean, it. I mean, uh, I just saw the uh, the the. Injury report has come out tonight that Jay Crowder is doubtful. Grayson Allen is obviously not available. Um, so there, there is a chance that he could he could definitely play tonight for sure. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll finish up in the last segment of our show talking about this Denver Nuggets game. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Grizzlies is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Grizzlies fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Grizzlies fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to the show. Talking with Amari Sankofa from The Athletic, like we do every single week on this show. The Grizzlies take on the Nuggets tonight uh, in the FedEx Forum. Is there a chance? Um, I think there's an outside chance to Grizzlies win, but it's going to be a tough game nonetheless. Denver's a good team for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game itself coming up tonight? So it's going to be a tough one, obviously. Uh, this is the best team the Grizzlies have played in about a month. Uh, I, I believe the Nuggets have the best uh, winning percentage since the last time uh, the Grizzlies played the Nuggets back on December 28th. So uh, they've had a month, uh, pretty easy January month, just in terms of uh, the average record of the teams that they've played. And, uh, of course, far more home games than road games. Uh, they finished a six-game homestand last week. So it's going to be a tough one. Uh, Denver's a, a, a team that does some similar things as the Grizzlies and that they play a fast pace. And uh, they've been shooting the ball incredibly well. Uh, but obviously, uh, they're a very talented team as well. Uh, they're a better defensive team. Uh, 
Um, it's been tough to predict how this Grizzlies team will play on any given night, uh, you know, because they did beat the Clippers on the road a few weeks back, and then uh, they beat the Rockets at, at, at home and survived a 40-point game from uh, James Harden, even though Harden took about 30 shots to get it, if I remember correctly. But it'll be a good test one. Uh, they do need to pick this one up because they have a, a – Road back to back coming up this week with the Knicks and the Pelicans, and then in February they're going to be on the road, putting that home as with March. So you can't lose too many of these home games uh, on the table. And even though the Nuggets are a top three team in the West, um, the Grizzlies will probably be competitive. They've been competitive watching the not these last few weeks, but I, I guess we'll just see because again, uh, the Nuggets are a top five team in the NBA. The Grizzlies have already played the Nuggets twice this year. They've lost both times. They've had problems with Nikola Jokic in the last game. He scored over 30 points. Uh, and the, the scary part about the most of the, the last two games is Jamal Murray really hasn't gotten going that much. He was playing 35 minutes. He only scored 15 points last game. Uh, but the Grizzlies, you know, I, I'll say this. I, I think Jaron Jackson's playing on a different he's – he's on a different level than he was before. Like the, his stretch of play right now – is well beyond what he was doing when they played the Nuggets in the last two times. I think he is a as a real key in terms of what they can do offensively, stretching the floor. He can you know shooting the three, or really scoring the basketball against their bigs. Like I think I think he can really, I think he can excel against their bigs, Nikola Jokic or Mason Plumlee, whoever they decide to put on uh, put on uh, Jaron. But I think that's probably one of their one of the key matchups. Absolutely, and. Uh, Jaren's become a really tough matchup for most bigs in the NBA, uh, just given how good of a three-point shooter he's become. I mean, he's been hitting them from deep. Uh, he can hit pretty much any type of three-pointers you can possibly think of. <laughs> you know, we haven't really seen a shot from outside that he can't hit at this point. And anytime you can bring your closing big uh, out of the uh, paint, you know, it, it certainly helps. Uh, not that Jokic is a great defender anyway, but uh, Jaren needs to be aggressive on the offensive end for sure because that's a pretty favorable matchup for him. Uh, I think the key for Jerry is just not taking up fouls. Uh, you know, his fouls are picked up a bit after he was doing a pretty good job of keeping keeping them under control. And Jokic, of course, is the type of crafty big that uh, Jerry can struggle with at times uh, defensively, uh, you know, just from biting too hard or whatever it, it may be. Uh, you know, these are the types of games that you see him pick up three fouls within his first 10 minutes of playing time. So as long as Aaron Kutcher's foul is under control uh, and that shot's falling, uh, the Grizzlies will have a chance. I don't know how big that chance will be, but uh, bare minimum, they need Jaren to have a good game tonight. That's going to be it for our show today. Amari's got to get to practice uh, for the for Grizzlies, uh, excuse me, shoot-around. So um, go check out his Twitter feed. You might have some updates from Josh Jackson over there. So uh, let us know how it goes at shoot-around. Um, I won't be there tonight. My my wife's got a basketball game. She's got a coach cheerleading yet, so I'll be holding down the fort with all the kids. So uh, I'll be trying to tweak as much as possible with three children, which could always go well for me. But nonetheless, Amari will have you covered tonight at the game. Go check his stuff out. Amari, I appreciate you coming to the show as always. Let's do it again next week. Definitely, Mike. We'll do it again soon. Thanks.